everybody, how's it going? You're listening to Power 5 Sports Podcast. Alongside Alex Maxwell, I'm Jake Gorwitz. It's Thursday, November 1st, and we're in the studio to bring you episode 59. As you all know, the College Football Playoff Committee released their first top 25 rankings last Tuesday night. We're counting down the weeks till bowl season, and I know we're fired up. I can't even imagine how pumped you guys must be. And on today's show, we're going to fill you in on who's hot, who's not, who's still in contention for the playoffs, and lastly, who's on the outside looking in. But first, before we get rolling, we have a special guest in the house. Let's give a warm Power 5 welcome to Lucas Simmons. Alex, give the fans a little bio. Well, Lucas and I have been boys for a long time now, and he knows a lot about college football, so we just had to get him on the air. Lucas, how you feeling? Man, it's a real pleasure to be on the show. Um, yeah, Alex over here, we've been having some major beef lately about college football, yeah. and just our opinions have been clashing so hard. And, and had to squ- We just got to squash it right yeah, now. Yeah, and we got to squash the beef, and <laughs> we felt like me coming on the show would be a good, good idea. Yeah, for sure. Well, obviously the college football playoff committee just released their rankings, and there's some hot takes on here. Um, obviously, we'll go down the list and give you who's in, who's not, who's in contention, Who's on? Um, who just doesn't have a shot? But first of all, we got to start about El. We got to talk about Alabama. Number one, eight and zero, easy money, no doubts. Clemson, LSU, Notre Dame, Michigan, all on the list as well. Uh, throw in Georgia, Oklahoma, Washington State, and Kentucky. Interesting. Uh, don't forget about Ohio State, and then finally, the last two, pretty much that have a shot: UCF and West Virginia. That's pretty much the teams that still have a shot, but let's go back to Alabama. 8-0. They're filthy. What are you guys seeing out of them? Alabama, wow. Just the most complete football team in the country. Tua Tagovailoa, unbelievable season so far. Alabama is stacked at every single position, mm-hmm. and honestly, I don't see a team out there that can contend with them right now. They just they seem to be beating teams like 50 to nothing every week. Nick Saban, his, it seems like every year they have a great defense, but now their offense seems to be better than their defense this year. Is, am I wrong? I think Tua Tagovailoa is the best player in college football. He's got 28 touchdowns, zero picks, 100% QBR every week, Heisman contender, great wide receivers like Jerry Judy. What are you thinking, Jake? I mean, Alabama, they're always firing on all cylinders. Correct me if I'm wrong, but I think Tua hasn't, Played a snap in the fourth quarter the whole season. <laughs> oh, wow. Jaylen, I mean, that's that's crazy. That's Jaylen unheard Hurts of. Is also sweet, and he doesn't play a lot. Just think about that. Tua has yet to throw an interception. I mean, can we say that about any other quarterback? No. no. In college football, no, that's crazy. You add the running game. I mean, you go down the line. Harris, Najee Harris, Damian Harris, Josh Jacobs. They all have multiple touchdowns. Four, five, and eight, respectively. Mm-hmm. I mean, that's crazy. And then the the air attack. Yeah, it's the undeniable. Tua. They have a big matchup this week. We'll get into that later against LSU um, in Death Valley. But moving on to Clemson, they're filthy too. Trevor Lawrence is now the man, um, which I think is the right decision. I, I'm sure you guys would probably also agree. But they're cruising. They just whooped NC State last week. They play Louisville now. It seems like they're going to cruise out of the ACC into another college football playoff. What do you guys see out of Clemson? Yeah, Clemson, another really complete football team. But the real question is, are they good enough to beat Alabama? Hmm. 
I don't know. I mean, their defensive line is outstanding. They have pro prospects out the wazoo. Yeah. Um, T. Higgins is great as a wide receiver. Lawrence on that defensive line, man. Yeah, he is Dexter an absolute Lawrence. unit. Colleen, Colleen, that's a great way to describe him. Colleen Farrell, uh, Dexter Lawrence. Um, Travis Etienne at the running back position. We'll get a little Heisman later. contender. Yes, beast. Okay, but I think Clemson is a no doubt number two. You know what? I'm really interested in though that matchup at Boston College in a couple weeks. I think they're gonna roll through that. That's that's just what I'm I mean, feeling. That's what I'm digging. I think Clemson's just gonna go undefeated and go to yet another college football playoff. I mean, I don't have any doubts in my mind that they'll win against uh, the Eagles. But that I mean that's gonna that's, be an that's a, in, that's a t- I mean that's that's, tough. that's no gimme that's their yeah. toughest matchup yeah I'd say. Clemson all year every season I've watched Clemson football they always have one trip up game and this year it was Syracuse so far so I don't really have any doubts in my mind that they're gonna roll past Boston College mm-hmm. and get to the college football playoff the ESPN FBI gives them a ninety four percent shot to get into the playoff which is the highest among every team in the nation wow I I can't disagree with that at all what about the LSU Tigers. Like I said with Alabama, huge matchup. They're seven and one, but they have a lot of strong wins, um, such as Miami, uh, Auburn, Ole Miss, Georgia. Thirty. What was that? Thirty-six to sixteen. That that's at, three top ten wins right there. Right well, at, at, the, at time. the time. At the time. But I mean, they don't seem to be that talented. I think they're more of a defensive sided team. Obviously, um, Devin White. Greedy Williams. Something about the name Devin and the linebacker position. Yeah. You have Devin, Devin White Bush. and then Devin Bush. Yeah. I mean, can you imagine if they were on the same defense together? I That'd be a hell me. of a linebacker core. Yeah, I think LSU. I think Ed Orgeron has secured him spot. They secured a spot in Baton Rouge for a few seasons. So. Nick Nick Brosette, mm-hmm. uh, the running back for the Tigers, yeah. he'll be crucial down the stretch. I mean, if you can get that versatility clicking with the offense and uh, Joe Burrow, the yeah. Ohio so, State transfer. Exactly. Yeah, Joe, he's been solid. Yeah, Joe Burrow has really transitioned well at LSU. Mm-hmm. I'm really impressed about how the coaching staff has prepared him this season. Um, coming off as like a backup QB at Ohio State, I didn't really expect much. Yeah. But he really came out and showed that he has the potential to be a good quarterback in the FBS. But how is he going to play against Bama? I think Bama is just going to swallow him, I think. Really? Yeah. I, I mean, think, him personally or the LSU Tigers I, as a whole? I don't think they'll have many completions in that game. Bama, I think Bama's secondary is on another level. I think Bo, or Joe Burrow is underrated. I think he's underrated. I don't He'll be a little starstruck, though. Oh, yes. yeah. He's not going to know what hit him. Honestly. I think, to be honest, I think Alabama's going to shut down the run because that's LSU's bread and butter. But I don't know. I think Alabama's just too good, and I don't think it's fair to him, you know, because they're going to make him look silly. And I think... That's not fair to who how good he really is. Yeah, plus, will LSU even be, uh, be able to outscore Bama? Yeah, th- that's... Bama's out here averaging 54 points strong. a game, and oh they're God. not playing any bad competition. Well, but you got to give it up. I mean, LSU's defense is also filthy, so... I mean... What, it, it's a kind of a clash of both worlds, kind of. Defense is colliding, but Alabama's offense is just so much better than everybody else's. Yeah. Will we see Tua in the fourth quarter? Will this be the game? I th- I think it will be over. I I think he will be, but he won't. It won't. It'll either be. I think it'll either be like a a seventeen fourteen kind of game or like a blowout. Yeah, like forty two to like ten. Yep. How about if this is? What if this is a forty nine forty eight? A real tightly contested Shootout? game. 
Really? If this comes down to the wire, could LSU be a two-loss team in the playoff? It, that's that's my question. I think if well, they would they would literally have to win out. Like there could they couldn't lose another and, game. And and they would need some chaos to happen. Like they exactly. need they need Michigan or Ohio State to trip up. Mm-hmm. And they Multiple would need times. some yeah they would need some chaos going on in the SEC as well because on the East side you got Georgia. Mm-hmm. Hey, what about Kentucky? But we'll, I mean, oh, that's another match yeah. we got. We'll we'll slate. get into Kentucky in a little bit, but just one more thing to add about. LSU, they have a nice resume builder. Last week of the regular season, they travel to Texas A&M to face the 12th man. That helps build your resume a lot. Yep. What about the Notre Dame Fighting Irish? 8-0. They've looked so much better since Ian Book has transitioned at the quarterback position. I think Notre Dame has gotten lucky several times throughout the year. Uh, look at Pitt. Kind of barely won that one. Barely beat Michigan. That was kind of a gross game. Barely beat Vandy, barely beat Ball State. So it's not like Notre Dame's blowing out teams like Alabama. They're definitely vulnerable. Um, I think that at Northwestern this week, this this might be a trap game, so to speak. Yeah. Go go for it, Lucas. Uh, Okay. Uh, Yeah, looking at Notre Dame all season, their defense has been outstanding. They have been way under the radar. And I just look for them to keep their defense in games. And if Ian Book can make a good enough amount of plays, they're they're going to be in every single game they play, yeah. regardless of who they play. I think I think that's perfect. I I wouldn't say that better. The thing but, that what were you saying? The thing that strikes me for Notre Dame is the two wins against Stanford and Virginia Tech. Those aren't looking like I what, mean what they were once were exactly you. Obviously, when you beat a seventh-ranked Stanford team and you travel to Virginia Tech and beat them uh, convincingly when they were ranked 24th in the nation, those are looking like, I mean, big-time wins in marquee matchups. Right. And then you transition a couple weeks later in the season, and those teams aren't in the picture whatsoever anymore. Will the committee take that into consideration? I, I mean, I are. certainly would, personally. Um and you can't ignore the matchup against Northwestern. They've lost to them in the past. I mean, this, I be- isn't, this isn't like a, a walk in the park. By no, anyone. and they're going on the North- road to Ryan Field. Uh, Michigan, you saw a struggle there. Wisconsin, you saw a loss there. I mean, by a lot. I yeah. think it's, I think Nor- Nor- Northwestern is no joke, and I think they shouldn't be taken lightly. Northwestern's won the past two meetings with, uh, with Notre, Notre Dame. Dame. Wow. Notre Dame holds the, holds the all-time series 37-9-2 with that record. Right. Yeah. But... Uh, yeah. I mean, you can't sleep on Northwestern. And fast forward a couple weeks, you play a ranked Syracuse team and you go to play uh, USC on the West Coast. Uh, I know USC, you know, really isn't anything special this year, but still, it's you can't you can't sleep on that matchup. No, no, never. What about a team that we're pretty familiar with, Michigan? The Revenge Tour. <laughs> we're not Michigan's number five. And they've been cruising. They've won seven straight, and they seem to be getting better week after week. Shea Patterson is clear how much better he's gotten and more comfortable he's gotten in Jim Harbaugh's offense. Donovan Peoples-Jones is clicking. Um, the boy, Karan Higdon's running. Uh, Chase Winovich. Even without Rashawn Gary, they've still been dominant on the defensive side of the ball. Boys, what do we think? Yeah, watch out. Michigan is just going to keep getting better and better. This week, they're looking to add back Tariq Black, and maybe we'll see a return from Rashawn Gary. Um, yeah, Don Brown has said, yeah, Rashawn Gary has been looking good in practice all week, and Tariq, he's been taking 
intense reps at practice all week. So look to see him on Saturday and watch him make a big impact with the wide receiver core. Because mm-hmm. Nico Collins, DPJ, and Tariq Black, man, that's that sounds deadly. I all mean, that super athletic freaks. You can't mess with those guys right there. Michigan, like you said, Alex, they're looking to win their third consecutive game against a ranked opponent. I mean, at this time of the at this time of the year, you're hot at the right time if you're the Wolverines. Your resume, also, yeah. Well, exactly. And how about a a close loss against Notre Dame? And I don't. I mean, that doesn't look as bad anymore. It could have been. It could have been so much worse too. Like it could have been easily. They could have let it. If if their defense didn't, you know, shut them down in the second half, it would have been a different game. I mean, if you're Michigan, the thing that has to keep your morals high is that you're in control of your own destiny. You exactly. win out, you're in the playoffs. It's it's that simple. I mean, you you take care of business against Penn State, you go to Ohio State, you already know that's going to be a showdown, and then you go to the Big Ten Championship and you beat a Northwestern or a Wisconsin for the second time, you're in. Yep. Yeah, guys, what about this defense, though? An FBS low of allowing 220 yards per game Total offense. It's unbelievable what they've been able to do on that side of the football. I feel like this is a hungry Michigan team rather than 2016, more of like a let's sit back and play an easier schedule. This team is this is a, this is a really tough schedule that they've played. And now that I feel like Michigan's had a, 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 like a legit quarterback for the first time since Chad Henney, I think it's different. And I feel like there's a different vibe going on in Ann Arbor, and I think Michigan's the real deal, and I think Michigan actually could get in the playoff this year. I really believe that. Yeah, I agree. Yeah, well said. Well, we gotta, they just got to go down to Columbus and take care of business. That's all. Yeah, once, if Michigan takes down Columbus, do you guys think Harbaugh, think Harbaugh's the real deal? I think I think he already is. I think he already is because okay. I think last year was, the. I'm not going to get into it with the quarterback situation. but it was Corn just, season. Yeah, oh it was just God. tough. But, John O'Corn, please. But I think, I think the highlights of Michigan's team, uh, highlight players, you got to look at Chase Winovich. You got to look at Rashawn Gary. You got to look at um, Devin Bush. I can't believe we didn't mention him once. Most explosive player in college football. Unbelievable. Uh, One of the, in his Sideline to sideline, he's the fastest player, I oh, think. Oh, he can outrun most running backs in each team. Like, he, he is, he's a freak of nature. He will chase you so down. Good. I mean... NFL scouts, they have to be just going crazy there's, over Devin Bush. There's like three guys, three, four guys on Michigan's defense that could play in the NFL. Right A's now. Yeah, yeah. yeah, Devin Bush, top five pick. I mean, I think I, I think he could be a top five pick. Winovich and Gary also. First rounders maybe. I don't know. Sure. I think the upside that comes along with all of these guys is just tremendous. And You're coming from Don Brown's defense. I mean, that's an – that's an NFL-style defense. Harbaugh, you know, he surrounds himself with a coaching staff that is filled with former NFL mm-hmm. coaches, tons of years of experience. <laughs> That's something special. If you want to be a pro, head to Ann Arbor. Yeah, I got some brewing down there. That's all we got to say. What about Georgia? Uh, we're going to move down this list quickly. Uh, Georgia, 7-1. and one. They're 6th ranked. Jake Fromm has definitely struggled uh, throughout the year. I've had beef with Lucas. I just gotta address this. With um, I predicted that Justin Fields would be a a factor at some point of the year. Some point. I didn't say week one. I said some point. Um, I think Justin Fields will be put in sometime throughout the throughout the season. When? 
Soon, because Jake Fromm has looked Soon. bad. Jake, okay, he's, Alex, he's looked. He has looked bad. Alex, let me, he's looked bad. Alex, let me, you let me, can't deny that he has not. Let's, looked my, let's my, get a little rebuttal going. Alex, okay. Alex, let me clear this off for you really quick. Okay. okay, who, which quarterback led Georgia to a college football playoff national championship game where they lost? Jalen Hurts did the same thing. Since when are we talking about that, the roll tide here? Yeah, Jay, but it's the same situation. Jay, Jalen Hurts is irrelevant in this, this debate. We're talking about Jake Fromm or Justin Fields. Was Justin Fields on the roster though, or was he in high school? Hey, I'm just, all I'm saying is you got to stick with the hot hand, and you got to put you got to trust Jake Fromm, put the okay. team on his back, and lead okay. them to lead them to the championship. All right, I'll, I'll agree to disagree in this situation. That's fair. That's fair what I'm fair go enough. With. Fair enough. But I think real quickly we got to talk about the running backs from Georgia, Holyfield and DeAndre Swift. Those guys are freaks, outstanding. I think they're I think they're the real deal. Yeah, I think yeah that that right there is Georgia's bread and butter. The running the run backs, game, that opens up the play action yeah. pass for Jake Fromm, and if they get that running game going, watch out. Yeah. I would not want to stand in front of Elijah Holyfield. Oh my gosh, I wouldn't want to mess with his dad either. I mean, he's he's a big time boxer. But How about Riley Ridley? Riley, that, oh, he's Calvin, Calvin, Ridley's, Calvin brother. Ridley's brother, 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 brother right? Yeah. yeah, he's a major threat out there yeah. at the wide well, position. Th- this Saturday. At Ooh, Kentucky, Kroger Field, baby. <laughs> on CBS, three thirty in the afternoon, Eastern Standard Time. That is going to be a big tilt. Big tilt. Let me tell you, that has major playoff implications riding on this matchup. It's going to be a good one. Georgia, they're coming off that big win against Florida. I think Georgia's the real deal. Yeah, I, I, I don't think Kentucky really stands a chance. I think, I think they're overrated. Their, their quarterback, he. He has not been good, and if they are a one-dimensional team against Georgia, I it's it's going to get ugly. Yeah. All right. Moving, finishing the top ten uh, with Oklahoma, Washington State, Kentucky, and Ohio State. Real quick, we're going to touch on all of them. Oklahoma, we could talk all day about Kyler Murray and uh, C.D. Lamb and Hollywood Brown. Those guys are filthy, but I think is that's enough said right there. Um, I think there's just. A freak of they're all freaks. I think Kyler Murray, it's not even football's not even his best sport. That's just how good he is. Um, I, I yeah, love Oklahoma. first round draft pick by the Oakland Athletics. Yeah, uh, it's so hard to believe that this is his last year of playing football. We've mentioned that in previous podcasts. That's crazy. But in terms of the playoffs for Oklahoma, even if you beat West Virginia in the last week of the season, I don't know if that's enough. You lose to Texas. 48-45, that's a close game in that rivalry. But only one win? I don't know if that's enough. Yeah, I I think if Notre Dame wins out, I think um, the Pac-12 and the Big 12 will get left out of the playoff. Yeah. Well, it wouldn't shock me. All right. Washington State. Washington State has been a massive surprise to many. Not so familiar name. Um, yeah, they've had solid wins over USC. I'm sorry, they lost to USC. They had a big win against Oregon, and then they had a big win against Stanford. And how about that win against Utah now? That was also huge. I mean, that's yeah. Utah's pretty good now. Uh, their quarterback, Minshew, he's pretty good. I think I think they got an interesting system up there in um, Washington State. So, I don't know. I think the Pac-12's not very good this year at all, but I think... They're leading it right now, so good for them. Yeah, I mean, I, go ahead, Jake. Go ahead. Well, when you're putting up points on the board like Washington State is, 40.8, that's 13th in the nation, and 
405 passing yards per game. That's good for first in the nation. I mean, you're sitting here at eighth. You've got a lot of reasons to be content if you're the Cougars. Um, not, not so many uh, marquee matchups as we head into the latter weeks of the season. But certainly, you've built up that resume. Hopefully, they win out. That would like to see a, a kind of a dark horse. Yeah, considered. yeah, yeah. Mike Leach over there has got. He's, he's a got, weird dude. He, he's a weird dude, but he's <laughs> he, he's got he's got some stuff up his sleeve. So For don't sure. don't be surprised about Washington State. Yeah. Okay. Eight and or I'm um, sorry. Nine ten. Kentucky and Ohio State at number ten. Kentucky. Benny Snell, the running back, obviously the marquee guy. I think you know they. You look at their wins that they've had. Barely won last week against Missouri. Um, they lost to AM. They beat Mississippi State. They beat Florida at Florida. That pretty much kind of put them in the rankings. But this matchup against Georgia is just not looking good for them. They're just they do have a very good outside linebacker though. Josh Jackson. Um, he's filthy. He is so good. He is a NFL caliber uh, outside linebacker. How about Josh? I hear Todd McShay raving about him all the time. How about Josh Allen, second in the nation for sacks with 10? Wow. Lucas, what about Ohio State? What are you feeling? This Ohio State team has really surprised me this year. I thought they were going to come into the year and really just have no problems whatsoever. But looking at this secondary they got, it's it's just been a world of problems. Oregon State, one of the worst teams in the FBS, putting up a – 32, 31 spot on them. I'm, yeah. If I'm wrong, correct week me if I'm one, wrong. Week one. But this offensive side of the football is really they got they got a ton of playmakers. Dwayne Haskins, J.K. Dobbins, Mike Weber. They got a lot of playmakers on that side of the football. So watch out for them coming up. But if that secondary doesn't improve, they could they could drop one easily in these next coming weeks. Not to mention the red zone efficiency against that uh, in in that game against Purdue. Well, overall they got exposed. I mean, you yeah. lose forty-nine to twenty. That's, that's embarrassing. I mean, that's a tough pill to swallow right there. But I mean, I was paying attention to that game on uh, on GameCast, and what they did they have four consecutive trips to the red zone, and where they Zero. they came up empty-handed yeah, on I mean, each of them. Yeah, and like Dwayne Haskins throwing the ball seventy-three times. Oh my gosh, that's like seventy-three. A, that's like a pitcher's pitch count. That's, yeah, that's, that's you're just gonna lose football games if that happens, and then you're not in the Big Twelve. Yeah, <laughs> that's great. Um, what about UCF? Real quick, Mackenzie um, Milton. That's pretty much yeah. He's he's their bread and butter. Great, great quarterback, and glad to see him. Look, back. look, for, look for him to be deadly down the stretch, and they need chaos to happen for them to get into the playoff. UCF, the nation's longest winning streak. I mean, all college football fans, the committee. They've been giving them some backlash. They've been giving UCF a hard time for... Uh, 2017 National Champions. <laughs> you could make a case. But for sure. UCF, will the committee take into account last year and this sustained success that comes along with a UCF Knights team? I think they definitely could. I Watch out for the Knights as we move forward. But finally, a team that has contention, West Virginia. Real quick, we're gonna we're gonna get on them. Will Greer, David Sills, that's what they got cooking. A better defense, but not a great defense that they than they usually have. Um, yeah, it's the Big Twelve defense is secondary. Yeah, but their offense, their duo, you're just not stopping. That's an NFL duo. 
you need to beat Texas. You need to Straight beat up. Oklahoma State. Oklahoma, obviously, you need to win out. You but, win out. I mean, if you're West Virginia and you're trying to secure a spot in the playoffs or even to get your name Mentioned. into that conversation with the top dogs, you have to win out and you have to have complete victories. Um, all phases of the game have to be clicking. Yeah. All right, so that's pretty much it for uh, the – rankings and we're going to dive into the week nine matchups we're just going to pick who we got um starting off with number three lsu at i'm sorry at death valley against number one alabama jake who do you got oh prime time in baton rouge tiger stadium the alabama crimson tide are traveling to death valley this is going to be an absolute beauty of a football game who do you got who do you got Alabama. Mm. I have a tough time going against them. Lucas, who are you feeling? Yeah, I got the Crimson Tide in this matchup as well. I think their offense is too much firepower, and I don't think LSU will be able to keep up with them. Even even though it's a really intimidating environment to play in, I, I just think Alabama's too complete and too much to handle for LSU. Very well said. Very well said. I think it's going to be a very good football game, even though people aren't giving them a shot. I say Alabama wins 20-14. to 14. Field goals will play a factor. The over-under is 54 that's insane. I mean... And, yeah, watch out for Alabama's kicking game because that, that is one of their flaws this year. Yeah. Kentucky versus Georgia. Something, a matchup you wouldn't really have your eye on normally. Um, Kentucky's number nine. Georgia's number six. At Kentucky, who are we feeling? Jake, I'll start off with you. This is a pivotal SEC East game. Lots of conference implications. Very high stakes. Georgia at... Kentucky, yeah, it's just going to be too much. Uh, not enough Wildcats mm. in this game. Yeah, Lucas? Yeah, I got the Georgia Bulldogs in this one. I think Jake Fromm and DeAndre Swift and Holyfield will just come out and just I think they'll run over U- University of Kentucky. Um, yeah, I think Kentucky will have some big plays, but I, I just think Georgia, I think Georgia comes out with a W. Okay, I think uh, it'll be a very good game throughout three quarters, and I think Georgia's big boys are just going to wear them out, and I think Swift is going to run up and down, give me the dogs, 40 to 20, something like that. Throw them a bone. Throw them a bone. (laughs) Okay, this is a matchup that we all have our eyes on, us personally. Number number five, Michigan, versus number 14, Penn State. In the big house, what do we got, Jake? Well, 3.45 start time. I'm not, like a, I'm not a huge fan Gross. of that. Gross. Anyways, let's get down to it. Michigan, their defense is only allowing 97 rushing yards per game. That's going to be crucial going up against Miles Sanders and the Nittany Lions. Trace, Trace McSorley, he's a baller. He, he loves the spotlight. He loves to show up and show out in these types of environments and atmospheres. But I have the Wolverines. Mm. They're going to keep it rolling here. Bench tour. Yep. Lucas? Yep, I got the Michigan Wolverines in this one. I am heading up to Ann Arbor, and I am beyond excited to watch this matchup. Uh, yeah, um, Don Brown said it the best. He he is really taking full responsibility for that blowout loss last year at Happy Valley. I think Michigan comes out with a vengeance, and I, I think they come out and have a complete victory versus Penn State. I like that. And I think the revenge tour will keep rolling. Yeah, I think uh, – Trace McSorley will get exposed by this outstanding defense. I think Trace McSorley's gotten lucky over the past years, gotten away with guys like Saquon Barkley, Mike Kosicki, but he doesn't have that anymore. And 
I think Michigan's defense is just going to embarrass Penn State. I really believe that. I don't think this game will be close. I think Penn State won't score more than nine points. Give me Michigan. Big. Oof. Big. Hot take. Finally, our last matchup. Number 13, West Virginia, traveling to Austin, Texas, to face the Longhorns. Number 17. Jake, we'll start things off with you. Oof. Both teams are looking forward to this matchup. Um, lots on the line here. We've talked about the duo that comes along with the Mountaineers ball club. And, you know, the Texas, they're coming off that 35 or 38-35 loss against Oklahoma State. Um, you know, they, they climbed back into that game. But West Virginia, I think Will Greer is going to step up to the plate. Mm, I like that. I like that. Lucas? Yep, I got the Longhorns in this one. Oh, mixing it, it, it up a little it, bit. Yeah, it, it was. I I thought about it a lot, and yeah, I just think I think if Sam Ellinger's hand is better this game, and he is their quarterback, I think they they got the home field advantage, and they they lost last week, so they got something to play for this week, and I think they'll come out and have a dub against West Virginia and Wilger. I think West Virginia's duo is too much. Give me the West Virginia Mountaineers. David David Sills and Will Greer will wear out Texas's defense. So, yeah, that's pretty much it from our hot takes, our analysis, and our entertaining conversation that we've just brought you guys. Thanks again for listening. Lucas, thanks for joining us here. Yeah, thank you guys so much for having me. Make I really sure, enjoyed it. Yeah, for sure. Uh, make sure to check us out on Instagram and uh, Twitter, and we will stay, we will have you guys posted every day with polls all the time. So stick around. Thanks again for listening. Say nothing to me, darling.